Yo, John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. And uh, we had some fights. We definitely had some fights. Bell tour Friday night. <clears throat> I think there was also a, there was a PFL, but I didn't watch PFL. I noticed uh, Roy McDonald did lose, I think, recently. I don't know if it was Thursday or Friday in the PFL. And he has uh, subsequently retired. He's, uh, he's done. Doesn't want to do it anymore. Don't blame him. <laughs> you rack up enough miles and your body's like, mm, there's other ways to make this type of money. You know, if we were making the, if we were making, uh, you know, market value, it might change things, but. It's, it's tough getting out of bed for the money they're offering. And you see that you could, you know, if you were to put the same amount of time in being a plumber, you could probably make the same money 15 years. Oh, well. Um, all right, guys. Uh, how's everybody doing? Good week. I had a good week. I was training with uh, C4C, uh, PJJ, Police Jiu-Jitsu. It was a great experience. I got to sit in with the guys and help out a little bit with uh, some technique knowledge. And um, it was awesome. It was awesome to get to see a condensed uh, fighting system, kind of talk to these cops, get them something and get them, you know, hand fighting and fighting for position in a short period of time. It was pretty great. More of these officers need it, even though like they don't make it easy for them to do their job. Um, yeah, let's get into the fights. How much of the uh, Bellator did you guys watch? I didn't get to see, you know, all of it. I didn't get to see all the fights. I got to see most of the fights, um, and there were some good undercard fights. Uh, what did I see? Um, I did not see, I did not see any of the undercard. I didn't see any undercard prelims, unfortunately. That was just not, uh, not able to catch those. Um, I did not see the Jeffrey Vanderford fight. That was a bit of an upset since uh, I think Jeffrey took that on a short notice. Um, Pat Downey got a win. Arm triangle, 36 seconds. That's a notable prelim fight. Uh, people were kind of looking forward to because Pat Downey is solid collegiate wrestling record, I believe. And then he's been, he's been tearing it up with Nogi and they finally got him to cross that line and step into the cage and fight. And he had a very impressive performance. So hopefully, hopefully Bellator will take a <laughs> slow approach to Mr. Downey because he's uh, somebody that can can cut a cut a cut a promo, you know, but he doesn't have the fight skill not skill but like experience doesn't have the fight experience yet and he needs to get more experience before they throw him in bigger uh bigger fights 
Bellator tends to do this. A lot of all promoters tend to do this because they're not really trying to promote a guy and build him toward the title, you know. Because if you're not the UFC, your guy is he gets good enough, you you, you prolong enough, and you make enough money off him, they're going to uh, jump ship and go to the bigger promotion. Because if they're going to be taken seriously, they have to fight for the UFC title. So promoters use the guys more to promote the promotion than trying to build the guys up. So it sucks, man. Sucks to know that, oh, here's a talent that they should build over 10 or 12 fights and then get them ready for some big, big fights and fight the top five guys, top 10 guys, fight for titles. <clears throat> but no, that's not how they do it. Uh, did not see the Gokan Selma fight. Split decision looks like. Uh, McFarlane and Ellen, another split decision. These guys, the refs need to make it, make up their mind. You got to pick a winner. Just pick a winner. You know, split decision's good, but like I think there were some draws on the night. Uh, or at least that was UFC had some draws. I don't know. I I looked down at the Moldovsky and the Steve Maury fight. I don't know what happened. <laughs> no, I don't see anybody talking much about it. There's no contest. I'm not sure what was going on. And, uh, yeah, they stopped it. I don't know if it was a headbutt or a kick in the groin. Might have been a nut shot. But I, I, I looked down. It was literally like one second. I looked down for a second, read something, looked up. The fight was over. I didn't see any replays. I was like, what the hell? What the hell's going on? No replays, guys. Uh, and then the fight, the notable fight, the real fight worth talking about that night was the Gracie fight in uh, Yamauchi. It was a good fight. It was a solid fight. Uh, not enough, not enough punching to clinch. Not enough leg kicks in the right way to, to corral the movement. You know, Yamauchi was able to draw him in and and take big punches, even though, you know, they weren't big punches because he wasn't sitting down. He was walking forward, throwing the punches. He was more worried about landing the punches and landing with power. And then when he landed the punches, he wasn't using the punches to close the distance and clinch with Yamauchi. Gracie got into a little bit much of a touch sparring type of fight and um, got too excited about landing punches, even though they weren't damaging punches and Yamauchi baited him in, baited him forward, let him hit him, uppercut, uppercut city, uppercut city. It was um, well played, strategically superior strategy that he employed right, uh, right there. It was nice. He got, he got the, uh, he got the knockout. He had landed a, a couple good shots previously. <clears throat> um, in the mix, where he was able to catch, he was able to catch uh, Gracie coming forward. Um, one of the other ones was kind of kind of a jab when he was coming forward, and he ended up taking a knee to it. But he was he was landing in some decent hard shots throughout that fight. Yep, Lee the Flea saying McFarlane had a little wardrobe malfunction, but she looked sharper than she has since she was champ. Yeah, there was a full moon or a half moon, three-quarter moon, something, three-quarter moon 
with that fight. I, I don't know why the ref. I mean, I don't know. If, I've seen it with men too. Like your ass hanging out, the ref can pause and then pull the shorts up and then say go again. I don't know if he was afraid to get his finger center crack to, to fix it, but I don't know, man. I don't know the call. Um, but yeah, uh, so Yamauchi is tough. He's a good fighter. He's really fighting. He's got a lot of fights, 28-5, good amount of finishes, has great uh, subs, you know, good grappler. He's, he's tough. He doesn't get enough, enough push. But I think he's one of those guys, he's, he's not loud enough on social media. He's not loud enough on, you know, he's not a clown. He doesn't play the clown role. He doesn't play the entertainer role. He just fights hard. He's a good fighter, fights hard. So it holds you back. It holds you back not to, not to do shit up. You want to make some real money. You want it to really be known. You want people to praise you. You got to do shit up. You got to do shit up a little bit, man. Get purple hair and shit. That's what the pro wrestling fans want. You got to give it to them. Yeah. But I appreciate I appreciate the hard work. I appreciate the uh, ability to just get in there and fight and grind it out and come up with big wins. Oh, man. Well, that was, uh, that was Bellator. That was Bellator. What do you guys think about the Bellators? Um, anything on the radar with Bellator? The only thing I can really think of that I'm excited about with Bellator is the bare knuckle <laughs> offshoot with MVP. Uh, that's like the most exciting Bellator thing going on. More evidence that it's about the fighter, not the promoter, not the promotion. Promotions don't matter. But, um, yeah. MVP getting hit bare knuckles. It could be, that could be an interesting night. Although, um, I don't know if, uh, his opponent is gonna be able to put any hands on him. Mike Perry, yeah. Chris. MVP, KO Perry, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, probably because Mike Perry is not that clean. But then again, uh, um, bare knuckle is a lot grittier. It's a lot grittier. And if you, can't, if you can't handle a gritty fight where it's a different experience getting hit with knuckles in your face as opposed to a four-ounce glove or some, uh, a 10-ounce glove, completely different. It's completely different. There's a high probability that MVP will land straight punches. That's all he'll need to keep him at range. Straight punch him, uh, land a good clean one too, and it's it's done. But <laughs> I don't know. It's bare knuckle, you know. I don't know. Is he really going to be able to uh, maintain that range? It's a little bit smaller of a ring, a little bit smaller of an area for him to move in. Um, he uses a pretty wide stance. He uses a lot of Taekwondo type movements to set up the spinny type stuff. Is he going to be able to use it? Is he going to have enough room? 
is he going to have enough room in the cage or not the cage, but the ring they use, their circle ring thing, which is weird. I don't know how they make the ropes stay round. I don't know how they do that. It's a mystery to me. It's a mystery how they get the rings ropes to stay around. But, but they use the circle. It's not smaller. It's a much smaller ring. It's a much smaller ring, I think, than what he's been fighting in Bellator with. Even even the uh, probably cage warriors over there on that rock, you know, um, it seemed like bare knuckles is a fairly small ring, and they want it that way. Small ring, not much room to work. Uh, they put you in there, you're face to face with the guy when they start the fights. They put you on the toad line. They don't want you in the back. I don't know. So man. I would say on paper, uh, MVP wins that fight on paper. But when you gotta when you gotta put grit, when you gotta put ugliness, when you gotta you gotta put those type of things into play, those intangibles. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying that Mike Perry is like a super gritty street fighter guy, but he's had he's at least had a bare knuckle fight. He's at least had that. He's, he's gotten hit a few times square in the face with the bare knuckles. And he was still able to come forward and wants to do it again. So just saying, there's something to that experience. There is. That was, of course, the um, Bellators. Bellators. Again, I... I I didn't know there's a Bellator event on, you know, I just, uh, I started looking for stuff to see if I would be able to watch some fights on Friday on Thursday. And I was like, Oh yeah, look, it's like, there's some fights. Uh, it wasn't like I had held my hand on my calendar for a long time. It wasn't like I'd been hearing about it for a long time. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't think they're doing a good job of letting people know when the fights are. I didn't know there was a PFL either. I guess there was a PFL. Um, I didn't know anything about that, you know, until I heard uh, about Rory retiring. Oh, ankle, so I guess. Um, Tyler Durden's stupid name is saying that Perry is tough. No cap. I'm not saying he's not. He's just not a great strategist. So the bare knuckles might be the best thing for him. Uh, Magpick, Magpick is asking, uh, is Perry with Bellator now? No, 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 no. Bellator is letting MVP go to bare knuckle to uh, have this fight. So, kind of cool. Um, should Dom retire? Uh, he probably shouldn't fight killers. Probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't be fighting top ten guys. You know, um, was he really? Should he have been fighting that fight? You think his ranking was legitimate? I don't know. I feel like we should have some independent rankings to make sure the guys don't just get shuffled into fights because they're popular or exciting. Let's get let's get to the uh, UFC fights because 
there was there were some fights like that. There were some like popularity type fights. I mean, it may not be nice of me to comment on or whatever. I don't know. Uh, let's get started with the uh, Blackshear and Zalal. That was a great fight. It was. It was good. Um, both guys did work. I think it ended up as a draw, though. I'm just sure this thing. Majority decision, right? Uh, no, majority. Yeah, majority decision draw on on the on the uh, Zalal Blackshear fight. Um, it was a tough tough fight. They both looked good. There was a what a knockdown. Which gave, they they gave him I think ten eight round on one one round. One guy won two rounds, the other guy won a 10 round, so majority draw. Um, Quinlan had a huge knockout over Wit, and they did this huge thing about how Wit, you know, <laughs> stands and bangs and throws big punches, and, you know, somebody usually goes to sleep in his fights, and then he got starched pretty bad. You wonder how much of his chin is gone already. Is this guy's young career over already because he did too many standing bangs? You're limited to the amount of standing bangs you get before the, the brain damages uh, set in. Then we had uh, Tyson Nam. Tyson Nam had a monstrous KO. The guy's heavy handed. He's definitely heavy-handed and uh, puts people to sleep here and there when I watch him fight, <clears throat> you know? Solid performance by Tyson Nam. Uh, Gabriel Benitez, one of AKA's guys, uh, looked good, got the win. Always, always has uh, exciting fights. <laughs> it's not always the best thing uh, because sometimes it means you're losing a little bit through the fight. People really enjoyed your fight. When people loved your fight, it usually doesn't mean that you kicked the crap out of the other guy the whole time. <laughs> what a great fight. Usually means that, man, you beat that guy up, but he kicked your ass a little bit too, and I thought that was fun. <laughs> Yep, Nam with the right hand is uh, powerful. Mowgli's awesome. He's a really tough fighter. His stand-up's phenomenal. Um, I believe, though, that he allows guys to linger in the fight too long, and that sometimes can uh, cost him because he doesn't put the put doesn't put them away when he needs to. Like he hurts them, and they, they get to stay around he's not increasing damage and folding it on top of them over and over again so those guys are able to get to positions where they can clinch take him down and then he's in a hard fight to get back to his feet even though he gets back to his feet it takes a while to get there and sometimes he gets caught he gets caught in the mix with big punches too 
It's one of those things with four ounce gloves, man. Uh, then who else do we have? Cavillo, uh, Cavillo and Nunes. Yeah, uh, that's what's your name's wife? She retired afterwards. She wants to have more babies. So good luck. That uh, <clears throat> Boudet versus uh, Brzezinski. We have a uh, Slovakia heavyweight with the wind split decision. A bit uneventful for heavyweights because I don't, I don't remember that really sticking out much ever, ever fight. Um, Angela Hill versus Lupe Godinez. Angela Hill's got the win. It was a fun fight. Um, at the same time, this is me being a dick. I'm a, I'm a fan of Angela, Angela Hill. I like Angela Hill. But she, she going into that fight, she was what? She was like 13 and 12, I think was her record. 13 and 12. I just, I just don't, you know, is it a popularity contest or is it a sport? Should, should somebody who's 13 and 12 be on the premier level of competition? I think she's, I think it's great. I think she's great. I'm a fan, but at the same time, is this a sport or is this pro wrestling? Because, oh, well, you know, who cares if they've lost half the time? It's fun to watch. Doesn't that take away from the athletes who are, who are really good? Doesn't that mean like any bum? You can just put any bum in there. It doesn't matter. We can have any bum fight. As long as the crowd thinks that bum is cool, we can just keep sticking a bum out there. I'm not saying that she's a bum in the slightest. No, I'm just saying, like, when did like winning and being good stop mattering? I've never understood that. It's really, oh, that's uh, Lee the Flea, interesting. So the same category as me, Trione, started out from zero, zero in the UFC. Yeah, I mean, oh, well, they did the reality show. They have athletic background somewhere else. It's just, they're very weak <laughs> arguments. You know, it's supposed to be the premier top level. You know, this is why we have all the title and champions and everybody wants to be here type stuff. But I don't know, man. It's a, oh man, Spidey sense. You might be making too much sense. This may be too much logic for the show. He's saying that women's divisions are so shallow, though. Can they afford to ditch anyone popular? It's not an untrue statement because, you know, she was fighting a girl who they were probably very, very much trying to promote and push forward, you know. 
younger girl with, uh, yeah, I think she was nine years, eight years younger. Younger girl, better record. They're trying to get her to win, probably. <clears throat> Good on Angela Hill for throwing the wrench in their production scheme. But that's why we have rankings. It's, it's, you know, that's why you don't have to artificially do it. That's why you don't have to artificially shove people into certain places and just like create, oh, this is the new whatever. There it is. Consume it. Do what we tell you. You can see somebody actually climb the world rankings from unranked to like, oh, there's somebody down here. It's in the 20. Now she's in the top 15. Oh, she's looking at signing with the UFC now. Something to follow rather than just being told what to think by the company. Then we get into the main card. The main card and... Uh, there's some good fights here too. Mira Skrat had a great performance at the sub over Silva. He needed. It seems like he needed to perform. I don't know what he did with his last fight or where he's been. I don't know. He might have had his back up against it. Kacharia uh, and Lipsky. Right. Silla with the win. Devin Clark and Azamat. Mirzekhanov. Mirzekhanov is a killer. This guy was a monster, man. He came in, uh, made Clark work, put, put hands to his body often, and was just uh, relentless. Kept, kept pressing him, kept pushing him into the fence, back into the fence, beat him everywhere. Clark's an athlete, but he did not have the uh, the ability to withstand the power. Like, do is throwing big shots. As in that, was throwing monster uh, shots to the head, to the body, over and over again. He's tough. He's tough, man. So it's another another heavy light heavyweight, another light heavyweight that we get to throw into the mix. I think it's good. We need some new blood in there, and uh, we need to see these guys fight it out. I'd love to see a tournament, man. John Jones has been gone. You know, some of these guys are aging out of, of, of the uh, of the weight class. I would love to see an eight man tournament. Just one night. One night, eight-man tournament. Let's make it happen. You only need ten guys. Right, eight-man tournament. Two guys is uh, fill-ins in case someone gets hurt. But I think that's the way we do it. I think that's what needs to happen. Yep. <laughs> Roger Souders is saying was just thinking lightweight, heavyweight, light heavyweight Grand Prix. One hundred, but one night. I think it needs to be one night. I think there needs to be some real excitement or something to really churn things up and get people on board for this. And I think we need to bring it back. Let's bring it back a little bit. Let's do the eight-man tournament in one night. I think 
that would be epic. Make it a pep, make it a pay per view, and um, can put a big prize reward at the end of it. You can have uh, extra for bonuses each round if you're able to finish with a knockout or submission. You can have extra bonuses on the rounds, and it's like, man, you're king of the weight class at that point. Take 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 the top ten guys. One through ten, right? A champion through nine, whatever. Nine and ten are uh, the last two guys. They're alternates. Everybody else gets gets placed in the tournament. We, we fight it out. We make it happen. We got to bring it back, guys. Got to bring it back. <laughs> One night tournaments. Uh, then uh, Lucindo. Garugi, man, which that name, uh, name decision there. Uh, Yasmin with the win. Does this look right? Okay, there we go. Watch it. Uh, <clears throat> and then this is the fight. This is the fight. Probably the fight of the night. This is the fight of the night, I think. These two. Um, you know, main event was great, but these guys, this was a great fight. If you guys didn't get to see this fight, go back and watch it. Landwehr and Onama. Right, Onama was winning the stand-up portion of the fight early, and then Landwehr turned it into a land war, turned it into a land war, and uh, got the fight to the ground, made it ugly, made him, made him work hard for positions, and uh, Onama wasn't out. Well, from that though, he didn't he didn't uh, recoil back and fade away. You know, he definitely was hindered by the grappling and the output that the Landwehr was able to uh, conjure up. But he stayed in the fight and was able to to come back with um, his own bursts of brilliance and striking. And um, it was an absolutely epic fight. <clears throat> Spidey Sense is agreeing with me, saying that Landwehr versus Onama fight was absolutely epic. It was. That was one of the reasons why we watched. That's one of the reasons why we watched the fights, guys. We watched those fights because those fights happen. With all the nonsense and the ridiculousness that goes on these days, the lies from promoters, the, the abuse, absolute abuse of... The, uh, the talent, the fighters. We have these beautiful moments. We had it earlier this summer with um, uh, Matt. Uh, what was that fight? What was that fight earlier? Uh, Obama, Obama gassed? <laughs> I want some Obama's gas. Uh, who was the, who's the earlier fight? Um, Happened recently, but anyways, we we have blessed every once in a while. We have blessed every once in a while with these great with these great fights, and like no matter the frustration that I feel with how ugly these fighters are treated and the uphill battle they have going on with them, these fights stop. It's glorious. It's glorious. It really is. It's glorious. There's no other way to say it. 
Tyler Durden's a stupid name. What's the beverage of choice tonight? It's just coffee. It's just coffee. I wanted to uh, be up, be awake, be uh, ready to speak to you guys because there were some fun fights. Some cold water. Oh, it's delicious. Uh, some people. I don't like the taste of water. You are broken. <laughs> You're broken. You're a broken person. I don't like the taste of water. I don't know what to tell you, man. It's like life. It's life. You drink cold water when cold water hits your lips. Mm, it's just life. Spidey Sense is a good question here. It says, I do think Landwehr could possibly have gotten a finish, but he seemed to back away from it at times to showboat a bit. But I'm glad it kept going. Um, you're right in a sense. Oh, let me get away from the sneeze. I'm going to sneeze. Oh, man, okay. I sneezed hard like three or four times. Okay, so um, he could have gotten a finish. I think you're right. If he would have backed away and picked his shots a little bit better, he probably could have gotten that finish. But also, um, his striking wasn't that clean. And uh, Onama was able to kind of shoulder roll and I think prevented him from landing those clean punches. So... Give or take, he just needed to be better at striking. <laughs> I think, really. But great fight. Yes. Yes, Spidey Sense. I don't like water is the most first world comment ever. Yes, 100%. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Drunken Boxing. Says, bless you. Bless you. Oh. Uh, let's get into it. Then we got the final fight. Vera versus Cruz. And, um, I don't know really why Cruz was in this fight. I like Dominic Cruz. You know, I like him. He's fun. You know, he's a good champion. Won a lot of fights. He's older and he's had some knockouts, right? Why is he ranked high enough? To be in this fight, anyways. Do they really do they really need a name to sacrifice? They needed something to sacrifice. They needed somebody that badly to sacrifice to Vera to build him up. I don't know, man. I don't know. And I'm gonna say it, uh I don't think his footwork's that great. <laughs> they cruise, everybody's talking about his footwork. He has very unique footwork that nobody else can really duplicate or do. But I don't think it's good. He moves a lot, which is good. But then he rushes in. When he rushes in, he rushes out. Like, he leaves himself open for stuff. That's how he gets beat. And everybody's just like, oh, his footwork, his footwork. Oh, wow. But, like, have you ever seen anybody else mimic his footwork? Like, do his footwork successfully? It's like saying Keith Jardine had unbelievable footwork. No, Keith Jardine was really good at what he did. But he was able to make his, like, 
retarded movements disguise what he was doing and he won fights that way it's it's great it's genius it's amazing but like i'm not gonna be like oh i can't wait to get that key chardine footwork movement uh dvd and practice that I, I don't i don't think so it's not something i think is a teachable thing and i think a lot of it is a lot of it is just speed, you know. His speed and agility made it work. Now he's getting older, and he gets caught. Like when he when he made that foot miss his face five years ago. Now it doesn't happen anymore. Yep, I think you're right. Tyler didn't. Cheeto set that up. Set that kick up to his face. I don't think you're wrong. Because, um, yeah, because he, there are patterns to his madness. There are patterns to the way he's moving his feet. And um, in that, he, he's able to see what patterns are being used. And if he's using patterns, like he's going to be able to set a trap. Okay, when I do this, this is what happens. And he just had to close enough distance to get his foot in the place that he knew that head was going to be. Bingo, he got him. Prior to this fight, he's only been finished twice. Okay, so, like, I guess not. I guess it makes sense. How, how long was he retired for? He retired... When he came back, oh, Vera called him out. Called him out of retirement. <laughs> I think, I don't know, but you don't, you don't necessarily want to see another guy just get knocked out. <laughs> I like older fights. I like older guys fighting older guys. Why not? But like, you're throwing him there with another contender. Let's see. Let's see Dominic Cruz versus uh, one of the Paul brothers. How did I see that? Possibly, yeah. Ken, Ken Norton style, a little bit off. Um, but Ali had been through so many wars by that time, wasn't he? He already fought Joe Lewis a couple times. Was that in between? I uh, not a boxing historian. Yep, <clears throat> I agree. May, mag pick, mag pick. Said seemed it was his leaning that got him caught with that kick. Yeah, it's not good to like lean and, and be over your hips, whether it's side to side or back or whatever. You don't necessarily want that. Your, your hip movement should be where your movement's coming from. It should be leading you where you're going. If you're leaning a lot, bad things happen. You become off balance, but you get away with it. You get away with it when you're really fast and you're athletic and you're young. But like when you start slowing down a little bit, there's certain things you just can't really do anymore because the uh, those intangibles like speed, posing the distance, like younger guys are just gonna do it better. <laughs> 
but it's going to close the distance better just because they're faster. It's not a bad statement. Inspired by or copying is for work. It's a big, big difference. Yeah, I saw that too immediately. Spidey Sense said definite broken nose for Dom. Definite. Like, I saw that. You can see his nose fold up, and then there was just a pool of blood underneath him. Yep. There's two. What's the next? What's the next uh, event coming up? Usman Edwards. Is that really the next one? Two seventy-eight. Really? Hey, oh, wow, August 20th. Okay, okay. It's interesting, interesting. Rockhold is fighting. Jose Aldo. Okay. Tiagura. Interesting. All right. <clears throat> so we got a pay-per-view coming up on the 20th. All right, all right. Oh, man. Tyler, Durden, this is a good question, and I'll probably catch some heat for this. But Tyler's saying, is Usman too good? Am I uninterested because he's dominant? I don't think that's it. I, I don't think he's got any interesting competition. I don't. Uh, he. I don't know how good he is because I think everybody else sucks. I don't. I don't see anybody that weight class who's like great. <laughs> I just don't. Um, you know, I'm interested in uh, Chimaev at that weight. Um, there's the other. There's the other guy who's. Uh, can't remember his name, but there's another guy who's, who's you know, from uh, where's he from? The same the the Borat the Borat place. <laughs> Sorry, I can't remember, but uh, you know, one of those guys. One of those guys coming up. There's some, but they're they're not they're not um, seasoned enough yet. I don't think to fight him. They need three more fights, four more fights before they're ready to fight Usman. But I just don't think, yeah, Kakistan, that's the one. Kazakhstan, like that dude. Um, I'm not sure what his name is, but <clears throat> tough ass dude. Uh, could, be, could be the matchmaking, you're right. Could be the matchmaking. I don't know. Maybe they're not putting the right fights together for us to see him. But I just don't, I just don't see, I don't see the killers. Rakimanov, that could be it. Mag, mag pick. I can't remember, but yeah, he's he's newer. He's only had like a couple UFC fights, but like he already looks like a killer. And some of those guys, I think maybe the best, you know, fight for for Usman, but they might they might be a little while until they're they're ripe. But I don't think he's fought anybody that he should have been fighting over the past few years. They've been very protected or they're forgotten about. 
and they keep having these circus fights. Colby's the next best guy, but he doesn't he doesn't fight to his strengths when he fights Usman. He he stands up and just boxes. I don't understand. He throws away everything that he's done uh, well against other guys to to win those fights and get to the fight for the belt. But then when it's time to fight for the belt, he throws it all away and doesn't use any of it. I'm not sure if he's getting paid money to like, hey, we'll give you an extra $10,000 per round if uh, you don't hit the ground. If there's no if there's no uh, groundwork, we'll pay. I, I don't know. Is that happening? Because I do not understand why, you know, hey, you win this belt, you win this fight, your whole life changes. All the fucking best stuff happens to you. But you go out there and you're like, now, you know, all the, you know, all the things that I am good at, you know, all the things that I'm awesome at and I've won all these fights with, I'm saying, fuck those things. Fuck that stuff. I'm just going to throw a bunch of punches. I just started doing this stuff a couple of years ago. I think I'm awesome at it. I'm just going to do that. It doesn't make sense to me. It sounds stupid. It sounds like a stupid person would do that. So either... Cody's really, you know, that dude's really stupid or he's being influenced somehow, being incentivized somehow to fight a certain way. Bilal Muhammad, I think, is really tough. He's a little bit undersized, I think. I think he's a fat. I think Bilal's a fat 55-pounder. He needs a 165, honestly. If he was at 165. You would flourish. Cash bonuses are always nice. And they're, they're undisclosed bonuses that they'll send you later. And guys will get dependent on those. They'll, they'll, they'll figure that into like what their person they're spending and all that stuff is. Like, hey, you know, they've been giving me 10 or 15 or 25 grand after I pass a drug test every time I fight. Then you say something they don't like, and that bonus disappears, and you're like, hey, what happened to the bonus? And you're like, I don't know, man. Watch your attitude. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to want to do those things anymore. I would have loved to see this. This is the real fight, I think, the UFC stole from us. I, don't know, I really believe it could be retired because he didn't want to deal with these slime balls 100%. He's a good person and I think he turned his stomach to have to deal with him. Um, but yeah, I think Khabib could have went up. He could have put on the weight and I think he could have fought Usman at 100%. I would put my money on Khabib to beat Usman at 170. And then uh Roger Souter is here saying, nah, GSP versus Usman. GSP's old. He might have lost. Just going to take it down to control. <clears throat> but I think GSP at his prime, I think there's 10 guys that if you, if you go back to 2009, 2010, I think there's 10 guys in the UFC that would have beat Usman. I think that's why you guys are like, why am I not? Why don't I care about watching Usman fight? Why don't we care about watching Usman fight? That's why. Because you know 
deep in your heart, in your belly, back in 2009, 2010, there are 10 guys behind GSP. 10 guys. You know, every single one of those 10 guys would have beat Usman. Every single one. And you know it. You know it in your heart. You know it in your soul. That's why. You keep asking yourself, why? Why? Why is it? Why is it I don't care? Because you know. You were alive. You saw it. You understand how good those guys were. And he just doesn't cut it. That's why. I'm sorry I said it, but I said it. It needed to be said. Not exactly his fault. He's just trying to be the best fighter he can be. I just don't think the competition's there for him. Not the way that GSP had. That's why GSP is what GSP is. It's because of the guys that he fought. He fought absolute monsters. And any one of those guys could have been or was <laughs> top dog, you know? <laughs> still people, still people with some uh, thinking GSP being old would have still uh, beat Westman. <laughs> Tyler says, low key, I have Khabib at 170 over Usman at 185. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Khabib at uh, Khabib and GSP at one sixty-five. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be definitely pretty cool. Would have been great to have seen, because like, you know, GSP would have really had to rely on striking and and counter wrestling. You know, Khabib would have been putting him into the fence, put him into the wall, and I don't think GSP would have gotten away. From that clinch game in the fence, Khabib would have put him down. Just depends on how many times would GSP have been able to get up, would have been able to create space and, and make him do it again, or is that first takedown just the beginning of the end? We started seeing that guy's energy bar shrink down. Oh, this one too. I, I, I don't care about watching Izzy fight. He's as interesting as I want to see other guys solve the puzzle because I feel like his fighting style is beatable. But nobody comes to like beat him. They all want to play his game. They all want to play kickboxing. I don't. I don't understand. You know, they're not cutting angles. They're not putting him in the fence. They're not taking advantage of the stuff he's doing. They just try to rush in. I'm going to put hands on his face. I'm going to put hands on his face. It's like the only thought they have the whole time. Like it's boring. When everybody keeps trying to fight him the same way and he's just able to maintain space, stay away. So I'm hoping that one new guy they got, maybe that'll force, that'll force him to fight. Uh, Shale was never top 20 fighter ever. Shale <laughs> was never a top 20 fighter ever. He's one of the reasons why we have this garbage <laughs> pro wrestling shit. I'm sorry. But like when it became 
when he talked his way into title fights and stuff, guys, I'm sorry. You're talking about somebody who is not anywhere close to the top 25, top 20. Easy. And this guy's talking himself into title shit. Like, he can cut a promo. He's number one at cutting a promo. I give him credit where credit's due there. But he was not a good fighter. He was not a good fighter. He did not know how to fight very well. He almost beat um, um, Anderson Silva. But guess what? Anderson Silva is one of the most protected fighters ever. They didn't have anybody at that weight class. They didn't try to sign anybody at that weight class who could have beat him. They wanted him, they wanted him Brazil bad. He was a key to that. He was a big key to that. So they had to keep Anderson Silva alive. And they fed him, they fed him uh, Shale, and Shale almost beat him, and they were going to bury him, and Shale was never going to be used their pissed until he's like, you know what, I'm going to go full heel on this. I'm going to go full pro wrestling, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change the game. I'm going to blow everybody out of the water. And he did it. He did it. And, and the world today in MMA is different because of Shale. Is a show zoning 100%. There would never have been a Conor McGregor. There never would have been a Conor McGregor if it wasn't for Shale Silva. Just saying, you can hate it or like it. It's just, it's just a thing that happened. It's just a thing that happened. Uh, James asking, do you think you had a bigger, harder run outside of UFC? Um, I, there were some tough guys out there. There were tough fighters that I fought hundred percent. You know, they were all guys that had been kind of thrown out or pushed out of the UFC for other reasons or whatever. Um, they're tough, but like the hardest part with that was I only fought like every nine months. Like you never knew when you're going to fight things got pushed back is very unprofessional it's very unprofessional with that like you should have much more clear understanding of when and who you're going to fight and them pulling their bullshit that's why independent rankings would make things a lot easier because if you're sitting at number five or number 12 or number 15 you're going to be able to look out and see people who are who are similarly ranked to you under under uh, guys underneath you who want your ranking, so you can look at those fights, and then you got people ahead of you who whose rank you want to take. But it's all just a bunch of whatever. It's all a TV show. It's casting roles. Yeah, the Mark fight. Interesting theory. What? It's the true theory. The no, no Shale Sonnen, no Conor McGregor, no Fatty the Patty. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> he was part of the shift away from sport to entertainment, 100%. It was a 100% shift. He helped aid that shift away from sport into entertainment. 
it was right around that time. <clears throat> I kind of stopped watching at that time because it was turning my stomach. And, you know, uh, yeah, he kind of, he led the way, man. Think about it. Who, who was talking shit in that spectacular of a fashion besides Shel Sona at the time? You know, Phil had some good stuff. Phil Baroni had some good stuff. But he didn't do it on the, on the level um, of Shale. Because Shale had the new mouthpiece of, of social media and stuff to use. And uh, it's powerful, man. Tyler and sayings, pouring wine and making rare black and tuna. Thanks, John. Bless. Nice. Life is good. <laughs> Tyler Durden is saying, are you saying Shale isn't undefeated, Magpick? Oh, undefeated greatest champion. 27-time undefeated champion, Shale Sonnen. Love the guy, but like I was just telling you, those are just facts. That's not me like being angry at him or hating on him. That that happened. I'm sorry. Shale Sonnen was not a top 25 guy ever in his life and career. But he talked his way into some crazy fights. I hope someday they make a movie about him and they have some some funny comedian play his role. Because, you know, Shell was a was an okay wrestler, terrible fighter, but one hell of a salesman. All right, friends. <laughs> I think it's time to go. We've had a wonderful evening. Talking about fights. I like fights. I like violence. <clears throat> I teach it. Because I think it's an important part of your life. Don't just get caught watching fights, people. Don't just be a spectator. Life's too short for you to be a spectator when it comes to violence. Sooner or later, that violence is probably coming to you. If you're not ready for it, it's going to fuck you up. Don't let it happen. Train, okay? Part of the thing with training to fight is you start learning a lot of stuff about yourself. You start learning a lot of things about other people, body language. You start sensing people being tense and their tension and their tension towards you. You start understanding where certain people have an advantage over you through positioning because you've, you've been through it in a fight, in, in the gym, a mimicked fight. A controlled environment. When you go through that training, when you see it, when you see the violence, when you see the work, when you see the systems, you start to understand it. You start to feel it. You start to feel the positioning. You start to see how to put yourself in the best position all the time so you can fight back. Part of fighting back is is to be able to retreat. Also, guys, I'm not I'm not telling you 
you need to go out there and, and be knocking people out, kicking the shit out of people. You need to survive. You need to be a hard target. You need to make anybody attacking you think that this is this is a huge mistake. What the, this is this is way too hard. This person, oh my god, I'm scared. I gotta get away. That's your job. Your job is to turn everything for that attacker into that experience. Boom. Well, what's happening? This is not, this isn't right. I don't want this. I'm out of here. Oh shit. I want to get away. You don't get that understanding through watching things on TV, watching videos, YouTube videos watching some technique videos, you got to go, you got to go into the fray, you got to step into the fray. You, and it doesn't mean go out and, and fist fight people at the bar or the street, I means go to the gym. Find people who can put you in a controlled environment and teach you how to fight through bad situations. The more you fight through those bad situations, those bad situations, the more calm of a person you're going to be overall because you're going to be like, oh, man, like this thing's happening or this bad thing happened. You're not going to be reactive to it. You're going to be active. You're going to act because you're going to be able to sense, oh, this bad thing happened over here, but like I'm not in immediate danger. I understand what an immediate danger is. I understand what getting punched in the face is and what that feels like, what it feels like to get choked. But I've been in those situations. I've fought my way out of those situations. I understand those situations. Whatever this thing is happening right here, it's bad luck. It's not going to phase me because I'm not getting hit in the face. I'm not getting choked. I'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Learn to fight, everybody. Please learn to fight. Okay? Go to the gum road. I got programs. I got fitness stuff. Teach you how to be jacked. Teach you how to master violence. It'll help. It'll help, guys. All right. Thanks for watching. Uh, I had a lot of fun talking to you all. Thanks for the comments. Um, yeah, Rory. I talked about Rory retiring a little bit earlier. You know, good luck to him. Uh, but yeah, thanks for stopping by. Make sure you guys give it a like. Algorithm doesn't really care much for me. Share with your friends. Share with your family. I'll check you later.